Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at the Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright. And this week, we're previewing our new podcast, Soundgarden, one second at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just you, though, doing that. Uh, Today we're talking about Minute 138, which begins with nine VFX production assistants and ends with prosthetic and suit effects by Legacy FX. And of course, back on the show, Tommy Metz III. Hello, Tommy. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This is the minute I've been waiting to talk about. (laughs) Finally. Yep. It's only taken 138 minutes to get here. (laughs) Uh, Well, this minute continues with yesterday's visual effects core team, and then we go into the stereo team, which is doing all the 3D work. Uh, production sound team, props, accounting, playback, grips and electric, locations, costumes, hair makeup, special effects supervision, set decoration, uh, casting associates, production assistants, personal assistants, construction, and then at the very end, we get into prosthetic and suit effects. Um, All right. So, uh, you know, again, lots of important people here, but we each picked one name to talk about here. So who would like to kick things off today? I'll go first because I have a real mystery. Oh, lead with a mystery. A a credit mystery. All right. So my name was Jody Trippy. T, and I'm going to spell it because it's important. T R I P P I. And they were listed as street signage placement coordinator. A whole bunch of words that I'd never seen put together before. So I tried to look it up. The position does not seem to exist. It is not listed anywhere on the internet. My main guess is because they, Jody is listed after travel coordinators, Catherine Galberth and Sydney Hun, that they are in charge of putting up those yellow and black signs directing crew members where to park and where base camp is. This is my main guess because those signs are ubiquitous around uh, Los Angeles. Have you, do you know what kind of signs I'm talking about, Pete? No idea. I have no idea what you're it's talking an about. Air, it's an arrow. We can probably find a picture of it. But it's an arrow, a black on yellow arrow, and it'll say some sort of like clever, because they want to hide what the production is. So it would never say Avengers, but it would probably call it like Blue People or something like that. And it just tells people where to go, where that base camp is, where Video Village is, or more importantly, where parking is. That's my guess, because I don't know what else street signage placement coordinator wouldn't be like in the art department or something. Right. Um, But anyways, but in trying to find out more about Jody, here's the mystery. If you Google Jody Trippy, T-R-I-P-P-I, with that spelling, only one result comes up. And it's of a fan listing of the Avengers credits. There's no Jody Trippy. What? 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 Look it up. J-O-D-I-T-R-I-P-P-I. Try to Google it. One listing comes up. J-O-D. D-I-T-R-I-P-P-I. I didn't think this was possible. I do. There's a Jody single T-R-I-P-I. Exactly. <laughs> there's the big possibility is what it seems to be is it's a, a misspelling because Jody Trippy T-R-I-P-I is listed as a researcher. Yeah. On IMDb, but nowhere else does street signage placement coordinator <laughs> exist. Uh, Jody Trippy with one P is has extensive credits involving stock footage and licensing images for film and television, most recently on Indiana Jones and the Tale of the Old Man with the Whip. So <laughs> I think it's not really that great of a 
uh, a mystery, but we were talking about misprints or typos, Andy, and I just happened to stumble on one because street signage placement coordinator seemed like such an interesting title. I just submitted my request to connect with Jody Trippi, T-R-I-P-I, on LinkedIn. So we'll let you know how it goes. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much. And I am going to now become Jody Trippy with two P's. (laughs) I am taking taking that name, and I'm going to start putting up signs as soon as we finish recording. It it is really interesting because Jody Trippy one P is credited in the Avengers at, as researcher as, as you were researcher. saying kind of like the whole stock yeah. footage research and all this sort of stuff. But how does that tie into That's as not you said what street, street signage. signage placement coordination? Right. Yeah. So it does make me wonder: Is this a typo? Are they two people? We haven't gotten to the minutes where we'd be looking at people who'd be potentially doing research, but. Uh, we'll have to keep our eye out and see if if Jody Trippy with one P ends up in that section. Excellent. So that's my person, and I know nothing else about them because they don't seem to exist. The end. <laughs> really interesting. I'm even trying to find them on Facebook. There's no Jody right? Trippy two Ps on There's Facebook no. or Instagram, but there is the one P. I think I kind of thought that every name exists and they will always come up on google but we found the one that breaks it that only exists as a pseudonym i think that there's more of like a mystery yeah i do too yeah well this ties into something else that i want to talk about this uh with this particular minute that we may as well just throw in here Mm -hmm. is that this you know i mentioned in the last minute how we had an associate producer who didn't show up on imdb in this minute we have an entire trio of people who all are working together who didn't get put onto imdb and again i don't know if this is just the process of some poor pa uh in the office who has said okay take this list of credits you're going to input all of this into imdb and they just accidentally skipped some i'm not exactly sure how it happened but yeah we have this entire section of these three people all working together who did not make it in to the Avengers credits. And it's very peculiar to me that that actually ends up happening. But uh, yeah, again, here it is. The three people who, again, are all working together. We have Carlo Perez, Stacey A. Davis, and Ronnie Riggs. And who? what are their positions again? They So Carlo Perez is the special effects modeler gang boss. And then Stacey Davis and Ronnie Riggs are the special effects plasterers. So they're all on kind of the special effects team um, working, not necessarily like at an effects company. They're just actually part of the crew. But those three don't show up on IMDb. And I just I couldn't figure out why. Like right below them, you've got two more special effects plasterers who do show up on IMDb. So I don't get it. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Slop, we're really uncovering a lot of this IMDb uh, really conspiracy yeah to hide people and their talents i'm starting to think there's not a marvel <laughs> <laughs> did i go too far to the top yeah all the way you went yeah. all the way to the it goes top. all the way to the middle <laughs> but i 100 percent. i love what andy just said about just some pa who was in charge of it yeah there's it's so like low res this part of things that you think is so like hammered in rock. It's just someone typing and then someone else is in charge of retyping it to another place. Yeah. It's, and it's a process because, you know, you'll find that a lot of names like my, my own name, Andy Nelson, there are tons of Andy Nelsons on IMDb. So whoever it is, who's charged with the task of going through this list of credits, and then you need to put them all here into our movie. 
somebody has to go, you know, which one is it? And make sure that they're actually picking the right one. It's, I mean, it's a, right. It's not a fun process. And then you look at this list of like these hundreds of names and it's like, yeah, that's going to be, you know, a couple of weeks work. Yes. Fun times, fun times. Uh, so is it my turn? Uh, well, I was going to do my actual name. Oh, of course. Do your name. I thought that was, I thought that was it. No, that was just the mystery. That was just the mystery. That was the mystery. Which was spurred on because of Tommy's. So so um, much mystery. I got confused. (laughs) I uh, went ahead and uh, went um, for somebody a little, a little bigger. And I was, I was curious about kind of the, um, the people who do kind of the, the, the magic of making our stars look as good as they do. And so I ended up picking uh, Heba Thoris' daughter. And one, I just love the fact that her name is essentially Daughter of Thor, or yeah. Thoris, I guess. But awesome. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, Heba Thoris' daughter is Icelandic. She's been working in L.A. for quite some time. And, uh, you know, got her start back in 87 working on a show called or a movie called PI Private Investigations. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but then she was doing music videos with Sting and her first oh and then the TV series Twin Peaks she worked on, Beverly Hills 90210 she worked on, Dance Workout with Barbie she worked on. Very, oh, very oh, relevant okay. to what's going on now. Yep. Um, but it looks like perhaps her first actual feature film is Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. <gasps> Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you guys know Laura Palmer went to my high school? Oh, really? Cheryl really? Lee. Yeah, went to my went to Fairview. I did not know that. That is cool. Uh she's been working in the business for a long time. Uh you know, obviously in the um hair makeup industry and then really worked her way up to the point where she was makeup department head. Looks like um well she was a key in 2001 in a uh, documentary called Women in Film and then 2003 Makeup department head in Kill Bill Volume One, so she had a great wow. jump there with uh, Quentin Tarantino, and really from that point forward, I mean, Kill Bill Volume Two, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, The Island, The ba- Black Dahlia, The Prestige, uh, The Nanny Diaries, where she worked with Scarlett Johansson, also The Prestige and The Black Dahlia, mm-hmm. and really because of that, that's kind of led her to become one of these people who is often credited as she is here as makeup artist for Miss Johansson and Miss Paltrow. Um, so she's working with both of them on this film. Cool. And uh, she's one of these people who's just, I mean, most recently she just did uh, Margot Robbie in Babylon. And she was the makeup department head for that. Wow. And uh, yeah, you look at her site and uh, her site is hebathor.com and you can just see some of the cool stuff that she does. But she, uh, I like how it's it, the, the breakdown of departments she works in film, fashion and beauty, red carpet, portraits, grooming and commercials and videos. Grooming. Grooming. <laughs> Foster. <laughs> What's funny is I think that that actually boils down to specifically making sure men who don't need a lot of makeup look okay, because the example oh. image on that is a cover of Variety with Quentin Tarantino and Samuel L. Jackson, and I suppose it's just making sure that their facial hair look appropriately cool sure. and not, not scruffy and messy. Got it. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if she's but, available. Does she do podcasts? <laughs> right? Uh, that's Heber, Heba Thoris' daughter. Um, and if you're interested, you can follow her. She's busy on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Very busy on Instagram at Heba Thor Makeup and uh, her own website. So check her out. 
Wow. Good pick. Nice find. Well, I, for mine, I went with, um, I went with the most interesting name that I saw and then the most uh, secondarily the mysterious title. And uh, that was originally Seavorn Ouch. Seavorn Ouch <laughs> uh, is a table person. Now, when you look up Seavorn uh, Ouch. I he was a fight coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I regret to tell you Seavorn Ouch also falls into the category of does not exist. What is happening? I know. Like, not even as a as a name match. I don't know if there's if if there is a, you know, different name that they went by for this for IMDb and it never got corrected. But Seaborn Ouch as a table person does not exist. And so I instead went to his partner, fellow table person, Keith Musigman. Oh, Keith Musigman is also a table person. Do you know what a table person is without cheating? 100 percent not. It is a person, um, I, I know this only because I saw the department in kind of the same section I was in, and I know it's involved in the costume department, but I can't, couldn't tell you specifically what they do. I, I there are very few people uh, on the internet who know exactly what a table person is, because all the research is, you know, they do a lot of things in, on movies in and around costumes. As it turns out, Keith Musigman is a, a costume and wardrobe department expert, started as a costume cutter in X-Men The Last Stand. Um, in it, While on the credits is credited as table person, the IMDb listing for Keith on The Avengers is assistant cutter fitter. Um, so, you know, cutting in the manufacturing department of manufacturing costumes, cutting and fitting actors to their to their costumes and has worked up but remained kind of cutter fitter to manufacturing four person in the costume department all the way up through Guardians of the Galaxy three uh, seems like another James Gunn person did a lot of Avengers stuff and um, Spider-Man No Way Home manufacturing four person Black Panther Wakanda Forever cutter fitter to Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So, um, in the context of the film set, uh, Keith is uh, dressing tables uh, and dressing people and cutting fabric. And I think that's a really interesting role. And I just, there are so many people I think of who would be really good at that, like in my life. But I think when we think about these movies, we think about the big, the big roles. And right. Like, there are so many people that make movies, and that really excites me to think about Keith Musigman and Keith's work on this movie. Do you think people in the department say, he's a music man? Oh, I hope they do. <laughs> do you know what? Let's not talk about it anymore, and it'll just stay that way in our heads. <laughs> I was going to say, in his spare time, he, he cons small towns <laughs> and tries to get them to buy a bunch of musical instruments. <laughs> That's a long way to go. Wow. <laughs> But I like that we're all going along the same thread there. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, that is, uh, yeah, that's a good set of people for this uh, minute. Yeah. I learned something. I like it. I like it. And we're finding a lot of mysteries going on between credits and IMDb that uh, I don't think we necessarily knew existed. Mm. For sure the, not. The whole system is coming down. <laughs> The IMDb <laughs> industrial complex must fall. Exactly. Yeah, M stands for mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for today's minute. We will be back tomorrow to talk about minute 139. Uh, more with Tommy should be fun. 
Yay! Uh, yeah, should be fun. So, uh, so Tommy, thank you so much for joining us. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. I look forward to tomorrow. And uh, Pete, thanks as always. Pretty excited to introduce y'all to my pals Joe and Joey in tomorrow's minute. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. <laughs>